<laughs> I'm, I'm just hitting record. We can still keep, you know, setting up, but this is the juice. <laughs> the juice. Uh, all right, we're ready when you are. Right. Stu hates when I do this. I love when you do yeah. Welcome to the KLOS 50 in Reverse podcast. This is the fourth installment as we spotlight the impact 95.5 KLOS has had on radio, rock and roll, and the Southern California community it has served for 50 years. She's not reading this. No. <laughs> I'm your host, Rita Wild, joined again by wizard Stu Herrera. Our spotlight for this episode is a couple yeah, of guys baby. who changed the radio landscape forever and became one of the most celebrated, decorated, and influential... She is reading it. Influential radio programs ever. Yes, we are honored to have as our guest two local DJs. How are you guys doing? Two local DJs. I haven't heard that in a while. Two local DJs. Hi, I'm uh, Rick Dees. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm uh, J. Thomas. J. Thomas. <laughs> it's a really monumental and auspicious occasion for KLOS as we do this and to have you folks here. Uh, as part of our 50th anniversary just means so much to us. Thank you, because you really were the building blocks of this radio station. Before we get to the silly, which uh, because it's us, we will, but um, we must both uh, thank you so much, Rita and Stu. Uh, but one at a time, Rita is very, 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 very influential in, in getting this uh, reunion show put together and connecting us, uh, liaisoning with uh, KLOS. We wouldn't be here today if it weren't for that woman, Rita Wild. And Stu did all kinds of extra work. Uh, just, I mean, all kinds and the effort he put into a lot of the promos and everything. Just thank you very, very much. We're honored. Thank you very much. And the one that really gets the most credit should be switchboarder Laura. Laura Stringer, who did such an amazing job, because part of this whole thing, before we get into the game and play it, is the Radio Hall of Fame. And it's shocking to everybody that you are not in the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, Well, okay, You know, hear you. Uh, There is a groundswell of people, Bill Summers, who hired us at KLOS Mm -hmm. to do the morning show. Um, many, many people believe that we should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. And so this is really not coming from us per se. But I, if I'm being honest, and I said it on our last show, if you don't you know, put us in, who do you put in? Kiss. Probably kiss. 25 years we did here on 95.5 KLOS, Iconic Call Letters. And uh, it would be an honor. To have it happen, quite frankly. And I don't know about you, but I didn't know all the uh, uh, what goes into getting into the uh, Radio Hall of Fame until mm-hmm. Switchboard or Laura called and said, okay, I'm starting this kind of, you know, uh, this uh, uh, this project to try to get you guys in. Okay. I thought it was going to be like the NFL. You had to be out of radio for so many years. Right. And then they give you a call and you're nominated and they give you a yellow jacket and you get right. a speech. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know. You, there's a lot. A yeah. lot goes yeah. into this. It's a huge, huge thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're so honored to have Mark Thompson and Brian Phillips join us, Mark and Brian. Thank you, Reed. Uh, who I uh, had, had just such an amazing, fun time working with. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, I thought we'd do a little bit of game, unless mm-hmm. you have some more serious cool. stuff to Let's get. Cool. No, no, we're we're okay. done with it. So stupid. Game unless is... you have some more serious stuff. <laughs> <that we laughs> get Sorry. Uh, I thought we would uh, have a little fun. Yeah, I thought we would have a little fun and play. This. It's just a stupid recall game. And I just, you, you know, know we're old. No, but, but yeah, that'll the timer will make you. You're feel not like Steve. <laughs> it's like a, it's like word association. Yeah. it's like phrase phrase association. Oh, fine. It's a phrase association game. Okay, we have a sixty second timer, and when it buzzes, we move on to the next topic. 
no matter where you're at. If it's a subject you don't have that much interest in talking about, then be then be uncomfortable and talk. Great. Okay. Okay. Good. So we pass on it or something? Yeah, you You can pass on it. Now I got to tell you, Stu is like Danny. Who used to run the right. syndicate? Danny's like me. We, we, yeah, no, because no, no. because when the show would fall apart, nobody was more entertained than Danny. Oh, we'd <laughs> have the suckiest break ever, and he comes in. <laughs> he's crying. That was so. Uh, <laughs> so Stu loves it when it's on fire. Okay, that's when he comes in. Right. Right. Try to help you out. <laughs> we'll try to. I'm already right. All right, ready to play? You ready? You want me to start the time? <clears throat> Uh, you start the you do we read talk the fast? question, then I will start the time. You talk whichever you want. Okay. Okay. This is the first thing. The first topic. Argar Largar. Oh, oh God! <laughs> One of the worst on location shows we've ever ever done, and because it was so bad, it was good. We got a call from a guy who said he was a uh, Bigfoot specialist. We flew to Seattle, camped out, did a live broadcast, and when the guy said to us that Bigfoot had walked into his campsite and said, Argar, Largar, we both knew we had an insane man and we had four hours of radio to kill. We camped that night in the woods with this guy. <laughs> it, what were we thinking? We're, and and there was a point when we were sitting around the campfire. We've, we've done the initial thing. We're going to get up early in the morning and broadcast uh, on the morning show one more time. There was a moment we, Mark and I looked at each other and go, what are we doing here? It's not like we're going to see Bigfoot. I got drunker than I've ever gotten Jack that Daniels, night. Yeah. Good God. <sighs> Argar Largar. Argar Largar. Argar Largar. Uh, you made it within uh, 60 seconds. Wow. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I could tell that. Uh, what's it like uh, sleeping in? You enjoying that part? Oh, oh, oh. You know, Is that a question that I yeah, should be? Yeah. Oh, okay. Brian, you go first because I'm not sure I'm qualified. Uh, well, for the first maybe oh, over a year. Uh, when I left KLOS over a year, the fir- I, my eyes would open every morning at 3.30, which is what time I got up during you know, 25 years. And uh, it took over a year to not be able to – I mean, I wasn't able to fall back asleep. But eventually, my eyes still to this day open at 3.30 wow. every morning, but I can roll over and fall back asleep. It's nice. Find a cold space on the sheets. Uh, mine is boring yet extendedly good in that right now – uh, I'll piddle around until 9. I'll climb into bed with Linda. We watch a little TV. We go to bed to sleep at 10. Linda Thompson? Thompson. Your wife. <laughs> okay. okay. Good. Great. And then we get up at 6. Now, I'm still getting up early, but I get eight hours yeah. of sleep. It's life-changing. Amazing. Wow, man. Yeah. It, it really is. I'm Jeez. So I can call you at 3.30, you'll be up? I'll be up. My eyes will be open. All right. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Next thing, uh, the uh, – oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. Hit you, dude. All right. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> we got this worked out. Right. Yeah, to see, it's like it's cramped in here, and it's like we always have to share microphones. Well, no, look, this is the beauty of podcast. It yeah. doesn't have to be pretty. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the character or person that gave you the most creeps? Ooh. Gotta think Ooh. about that. Oh, I I know I know, I know one, one of them. I know mine. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Person, uh, creepy guy, um, uh, actor, uh, uh, Christopher Walken. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love Christopher Walken, but I was looking so looking forward to this gentleman coming in, and he ended up being the biggest creep and so mean to Priva. Oh. On the air, he was so sweet, but off the air, he was so mean. Gary, and, D- Gary, Gary Busey. Busey. That's oh him. Oh my god! <laughs> what a dick! 
<laughs> Gary, oh, I just hate that. I mean, he 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 made Priva cry. He was so rude to her. Aww. And then he had the audacity to come on our show as a guest now. You know, he just arrived. Uh, Priva's already crying out in the green room. And then he comes in. Oh, Mark and Brian, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I just I've I had an epiphany and I and I just think kindness and goodness is is, is what mm. we all should be sharing. And I wanted to rip his frickin face off. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. I carry it with me. I'm OK, though. The character that gave me the most creeps was Burr. Oh, Burr. The, oh the character or character or person. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, we got to move on to the next topic. Burr made me uncomfortable. Oh, God. he made, gave Didn't me didn't the first time Ozzy come in? Didn't you guys need feel like you need to take a bath? I heard that. Okay, my first experience, I really did not know Uh what Ozzy was like. And I was frightened (laughs) because he couldn't put a sentence together. I thought he was completely hammered. And it was Rita who, when we took a break, she pulled us aside and says, listen, it's okay. He's perfectly fine. It's just the way that, you know, his brain is fine. And and then after that, once we understood, because he came back in many times, tremendous radio. And he always always jingled because he was wearing so much jewelry and the pointy things. Uh, Quickly, back to Burr. I know we're running out of time here. Uh, But uh, that started. Uh, because the show was going nowhere that day, just nothing, and wow. I just like oh, yeah, so, uh, I just gave me the I picked up I... the phone and Marco's Marco Bryan program. He saw that I wanted to do a thing. I just go, "Hello, this is Bert," <laughs> and like he just said nonsensical. I have a ferret. His name is Toby. He smells like wood, <laughs> you know. And, and just and then Marco's like, "Am I supposed to laugh?" Because he'll he'll be there for you. He's a great partner, you know. But it just made him uncomfortable, and uh, and there was some edge in it. And for some reason, so many listeners. I've seen a license plate with Burr on it. You know, so Whoa. many, so many listeners love that, and I'm not sure why. I, can't stand uh, I will say this: uh, I would go with Burr uh, as long as I could, and then it was. <laughs> and, 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 but this was the this was the dividing line for me when Burr brought up my kids. And that he was watching them in the bed. I, that that was the. But he was kind and sweet. He goes, Amy looks so beautiful when she's sleeping. Ew, you're creeping me out now. Next, let's go. Happy birthday. Um, it's a parasol. Oh, God. <laughs> Not a fun guest. Um, oh. Tina Louise, this is early, early, early Martha yeah. Bryant. Tina Louise comes Old in. Yeah. She played Ginger yeah, she on uh, Gilligan's Island, Young. and she refused to answer any questions about Gilligan's Island. All she wanted to talk about was her parasol. And in defense of her, a little bit of defense of her, she thought she was coming in like on a, a home shopping network or yeah. something to promote her product, the the Ginger Parasol or whatever it was. It was a it basically an umbrella. And whenever we referred to it as an umbrella, it, it, no, it's a parasol. And then I would just bring up Gilligan again. And I don't know how Did many. Gilligan have a parasol? I mean, good, good God. Oh. Well, what are you thinking? Tina but Louise. but yeah, yeah, Tina Louise. Oh. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wood. No, no, no. Mary Ann, man. Well, yeah. No, no, the professor. Each in turn. <laughs> <laughs> like a radio out of a there coconut. There you go. All right. All right. Uh, barking seals. Funny oh. Christmas show, giving away Christmas tickets. The hottest ticket in town every year. We're very, very proud and honored to say. And uh, people would call up with um, uh, with whatever to try to win the tickets. Uh, this guy calls up and he goes, I train seals. I'd like them to bark. Um, uh, uh, jingle bells. Okay, jingle bells. And so the seals barked jingle bells. It was we amazing. Gave, we gave him tickets. It was amazing. It was like honk, 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 
honk, honk, honk. You know, it was just real seals, real barking, and we were blown away. Talked about it the whole show. He got him in San Francisco, right there at uh, Fisherman's Wharf. <coughs> right. And so we gave him the tickets. Then we were hipped to the groove. We presented him on the Christmas show stage. He didn't have any seals. It was him <laughs> doing it. And we did it live. It was uh, amazing. It was so good. He shook yeah. his and hand and it. said, that was brilliant, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Brought it. Um, who has the biggest nose? Still. We uh, actually uh, came to the bottom of that because we always tease each other yeah. about our big honkers. And so we did, it, was min, it was a men of science because we are, of course, men right. of yeah, science. Men of science. Right. Uh, we had a – is it a, called a caliper or something, something like device? that? Sounds good. Go yeah, with yeah. that. And uh, we had someone come in and they actually measured our noses. And I was confident that Mark's big old <laughs> – Conquer this beak <laughs> that arrives in a room before he does was much bigger than mine. Mine ended up being like five centimeters oh longer than his. However, in defense, Brian is 6'4". He's a larger man. He's going to have a larger nose. But, I mean, look at this thing. Well, yours has gotten wider. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, were they measuring length? Were they measuring girth? It was, it was just length. It was yeah. top to, top to from the crown yeah. to the tip. Oh, yeah. But now it's yeah. gone. But you can see it's gone. Enough, Rita. Okay, did you, okay. Did you take up boxing? <laughs> they brought in like a like calculus uh, instrument, a compass. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, your favorite uh, concerned onlooker role? I guess would be um, they were all wonderful because, you know, we got to be on Cheers. We got to be. But I think the first one was the very best that I'll yeah. remember. It was why we're called Concerned Onlookers, because that's how we got credit for the very Brady Christmas oh, God, yeah. made for TV special. Uh, you should know that the reason that we were in it is because we had Florence Henderson on the show and she was about to shoot. They were in the middle of shooting a very Brady Christmas and she invited us to come be Concerned Onlookers. And so we knew her. So we're on the set that day, and we're about to shoot, and Florence looks at us and says... Well, we're standing way in the back. Right, right. Way in the back, because there's a big crowd where, where the, the scene is, uh, uh, Dad Brady is... Uh, fell in the well. Fell in the well, or uh, <laughs> the building collapsed or something, and so he's, you know, he's maybe buried in there. So we're, there's 20 or 30 people, we're just passer, passers-by on the street, and we're, we're supposed to look concerned. And Florence finds us, and she looks at us, and she says, boys, come up here by the money. Stand by the money. And we stood right beside (laughs) And because of that, if you get the videotape and maybe the uh, the DVD, but we're actually in the scene with her on the picture. On the the cover, too. On the cover, yeah. 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 Okay, so quick, quick. Uh, So my kids were young. We had already done the movie. They wanted to see A Very Brady Christmas. So I found the video, and I'm thinking, why? But we found it. The kids camped out on the floor. Linda and I are in the bed. One by one, the movie's on. One by one, the kids fall asleep. Then Linda falls asleep. I'm stuck (laughs) watching that piece of crap, very Brady Christmas. And it's not that bad. It's pretty good. Uh, And this is the first real live Hollywood TV direction that I'd ever received. And and I'm just going to be verbatim. We we take the first scene where we're concerned onlookers. They take the first shot. And then the director goes, cut. Um, Mark O'Brien, uh... Can you look a little less constipated? <laughs> because this was my face, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Too concerned. Yeah. Too yeah. concerned. Um, okay, gone to the next one here. Uh, biggest ball fiddler. 
Oh, uh, wow. he's sitting to the right of me. <laughs> like baseball ball fiddling? No, no, no as in Fiddle. yeah, like fiddling with your cup. Uh, yeah, ball and, fiddler. And, ball and, and you know, certain things don't change. And I'll be honest with you, I do it. There's no question. I'm unaware of it. Uh, men, we're, we're what's the? No, it's just throw some. You know, ba- uh, baking powder. <laughs> some, uh, Joe, Johnson, Johnson, the baby powder, baby powder. It may no, work like for some of us. Better. Baking powder. But, uh, Stick it in the oven. I know. You, I know. Linda got got on you about it too. But I can't tell you the the, the times when we've had um, um, Maureen O'Hara mm. uh, was on our program, and as Mark's yeah. reaching over to shake her hand, <laughs> he's flicking his balls. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that. Millions oh of times. I don't, just, I don't mean from to Gone do with it. the Wind that Marino. Oh no, uh, no, for John Wayne movie, um, Marine. I'm sorry, uh, Quiet Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. one of those big, big Marine. Marino O'Hara. That's Marino O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me. Now, do, you, is, do you favor one hand? You know, is it equal opportunity? Right, right, right hand. hand. I'm right-handed, and, sh- and, so, and so yeah. So you shake with your right hand. Uh, yeah. Well, Stu, for the record, yeah. my hand's not down my pants. Well, of course. <laughs> it's not the outside. They were Unless there. Unless you wear shorts. Yes. And it's they were there. <laughs> they hand, were there. Hand with the, with the buddies, then hand out. Hey, pleased to meet you. I've never seen him up in the pink, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the Mark and Brian Mobile. Oh, loved it. Uh, we were, I, I, I don't know any other morning show that ever had their own car that would drive them around to various events outside the studio during a show. And the first one was probably my favorite. It was a 65 Cadillac convertible. And we had flames painted Mm. on the sides, and it was tricked out by the engineering department so that we could go out and broadcast from the back seat. The passenger front seat was gone because there was equipment. And... It was sweet. We were doing broadcast out when nobody else could do it. There were also like these little things that opened up, like James Bond on the fender. They opened up, and it's we could we had a squirt gun pressurized oh. thing. Oh, so, I forgot about yeah, that. We pull up to a car, uh. and if they had the windows down, squirt. We could right squirt them. Yeah. <laughs> and you was... remember we were out and about doing something in the Mark and Brian Mobile, and we saw Ed McMahon. Yes. Ed McMahon, yeah. which what? we knew, we knew it. We uh, knew him. He'd been on the show, and he's a very, very sweet guy. And we said, "Ed, come on, come on, we're going to ride around." So we sat up on the back of it, like we're in a parade, and we just <laughs> drove, drove around Hollywood. But now think of Ed McMahon. He pulled over. He must have been busy going somewhere. He Wearing pulls a over, suit. parks his car, gets in with us, and yeah. rides around for two hours. What? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh Love my it. God. That's some great stuff. That's killer. Uh, Let's uh, let's do this one. My favorite picture of all time happened in the Mark and Brian Mobile. Bozo the clown. Well, God, God Almighty, I blame him. Well, it, it was <laughs> I, 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 okay. Cut to it. This there was a show where Brian uh, dressed up like Bozo the clown. My and, birthday show, and it was your birthday show, and he was drunk. Well, it's, we used to throw birthday shows for each other, okay? And we did it so many years. Um, you know, after all, what are you going to do? I mean, we did some amazing things for each other. So I go in that morning, and it, and when it's your, your birthday and the other guy's throwing it for you, you do nothing. No show prep, no anything. It's a wonderful day. So I go in, and the first thing I'm sitting there, Mark goes, Brian, happy birthday. I need you to take a shot of tequila. <laughs> I go, no, no, I'm, I, I'm, no, no, you, you, you're going to really want to yeah. do this. So I think, because so I wouldn't bitch about uh, what's coming up. So he got me so smashed. 
Uh, and I had arranged for the first Bozo the Clown, who had retired, to come in, dress him up, make up the whole outfit, the boots. And so there he is, dressed as Bozo, drunk. And we said, well, Bozo needs to do a show. So we drove down to the Carl's Jr. And at this point, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so Bozo did a show for the kids, and it was hysterical. And so then we get Easy into this. Well, do, do you remember that part? Oh, that's my favorite. What? Bozo's going. And, and he's doing hey boys and girls that voice okay there, keep there in was mind like one booth and there was like two little kids yeah. sitting there and and their mom and so keep in mind bozo's six seven shots tequila in and so Bo, hey boys he's doing the show hey boys and girls how you doing and all of a sudden bozo stopped talking and there was this pause and then we heard brian's voice go Easy now. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so wait. So Brian, I didn't know what was happening. Brian told me later oh, that God. so he's in the middle, he's drunk, he's in the middle of doing Bozo. He almost passed out. <laughs> and he was saying to himself, Easy now. <laughs> I didn't even know I said it out loud. All right, all right, so what Rita is referring to, Bozo has finished the show. Hey, hey wait, credit to a professional. He finished the show. Yes. We get in the car in the Mark and Brian Mobile. Bozo is on the right back seat. I'm in the left back seat. Bozo, now, by this time, after, you know, a hot show at Carl's Jr., the, the hair, the wig had started to slide back, and his blonde hair is sticking out of here, and his eyes are slits, and he's got him a post show smoke going and a picture a picture was taken the bozo people would not let us post it Which but it is it, it, it's up now oh, because yeah. of this oh it is oh it's out oh, there okay yeah it's so, iconic oh, i yeah. mean really that that, that is, that is. <laughs> and, and, and then i realized on that drive back to the station from the carl's jr why he got me drunk because i you know i wouldn't want to i knew do that. i knew because on on brian's birthday uh, you know, I did the birthday show for him, and he did one for me. But I knew that he liked to go out with his friends and party on his birthday, and he likes to dress up and look good. And I knew that he's not going to put on the bozo after this was all fixed up. Uh, and so I realized the only way for this to happen is get him drunk, and it worked. It was Genius. Beautiful. There was no pushback. Wow. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and this morning, we go to KTLA for a live broadcast. What clip do they show? Richard. Brian and the Bozo. Yeah. yeah. Drunk in so the studio. Good. Easy now. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What are you most proud of about the show? 25 years. That. Here in Los Angeles. That, I think, overall. Uh, for, for, no, no, no. That, 25. 25 years. Um, because I, I don't know of any other, uh, high, you know, big, big city. Uh, big city. Um, uh, large market radio show with the, with the same two people for 25 years in the same place. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very, very, very proud of that. I'm very, very proud that we touched a lot of uh, lives. And, you know, we, Mark mentioned it earlier in a, a previous interview how... People will come up and you know say, "Hey, this is I've been, I went through this, and you guys got me through." And and um, uh, what a what an honor and a gift it was to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Brian touched on. I mentioned on Heidi and Frank. It was that. Uh, it begins with I just want to get on a mic and tell jokes, and you did that. 
and then uh, somebody says to you, my mom passed away last year, and I was with her for the year she went through cancer. The only smile I got was you guys. Mm. And that was not the first time we heard that quite a bit. That's from there me. There were so That's many it. different things uh, that you went through while on the air, like an earthquake, fires. Mm-hmm. 9-11. Uh, even 9-11. Oh, my God. You guys on 9-11 were so amazing. That comes up more than any yeah. other thing. Uh, and what Reed is referring to is obviously on 9-11, we all were sitting there watching television as the Twin Towers fell. And we, uh, on a daily basis, it's hijinks, it's shenanigans, it's tomfoolery. And there we are dealing with this. We're both watching the same television monitor and speaking to the audience, not doing joke, not kidding around. And we could have gone to a live, you know, yeah. ABC feed or and just taken, taken the day off. But we made a conscious decision. No, you know, people needed needed. We're, we're going to hang. We're going to we're going to hang here. And um, I will tell you, uh, I, I'd never done anything like this before, but. The show was over. I walked down the hall and went to your office, Rita. I don't know if you remember this. And I sat on your couch in your office, and I started bawling, and I couldn't stop bawling. And I like it. Just, that was the most exhausting, and and, and personally and professionally, it, it was it was a horrible day. And, and you know, for me, uh, we all process things differently. And I think because of the fact that we were on the air during it. And we had to be conscious of what was going on. I didn't have a chance to process it. And I believe that was Super Bowl weekend or maybe a week before it. I didn't process this thing until the Super Bowl halftime show, U2, was the performance. And when Bono, who is not from the United States, opened his jacket and the, the American flag was there, that was the moment. And they started rolling the names. I, I, I just... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that comes up more than anything. Out of all the stuff, that's what people bring up yeah. the most, 9-11. Yeah. Wow. Powerful stuff. Uh, uh, but we weren't afraid to do that. No. I mean, we, as a morning show, we were the, you know, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it's stupid, it's going on. You know, we're going to do this. And But we weren't also, when, when something like that happened or uh, the earthquake or uh, something sad happened in one of our lives, we, we would stop down in, on, in, a, in a second. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're human. We're gonna deal with this just like you're dealing with it. Real life. I'm very stuff. proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but then you also brought back, you know, you you made us laugh. What, what was more of your favorite, uh, the Yeti bitches or the Cutchy guy? Elvis and the Yeti bitches or the Cutchy guy? I I loved the Cutchy guy when I first started doing the Cutchy guy. This is when uh, during the time when the post office. They were all going mental, <laughs> you know, <laughs> postal. Um, and so I just would call up and just, I'm a post office, I work at a post office, and I was going crazy. But I will say, um, the Elphis uh, is one of my favorite sketches because um, it was, you know, I, I write the sketches and, and uh, w- w- like Eric, uh, Lola, and I would write the sketches, but that went off s- script. Uh, like many of our favorites, that just goes off script, and, and I just start improving with Mark, and, and it was well, one of my, my favorite. <clears throat> and my favorite, and it happened many times. But uh, Brian's in the middle of the thing, and and I'm laughing at it. And then in the middle of the thing, Brian drops the script, and he goes and he says to me, "I'm gonna cut you." <laughs> <laughs> Go to karate chop you. Go to karate chop you. Oh, that's good I like it when I, because, you know, the augmented voice, it's up here like little Elvis. Uh, the voice is up here like Elvis, but yeah. it was like electronic augment. Um, and so I'm, I'm like uh, karate chopping Mark because he's pissing me yeah. off. I go, 
I can't believe you're still standing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's good stuff. Dude, gotcha, guy. And it was just like the energy, like it's already funny, and like you're killing, <laughs> killing, killing, but you're killing him, and like yeah. it's raising, I don't know, it's, it's just making it Well, funnier. that's a great point. Uh, yeah. I, I will say this. Uh, every radio show has uh, scripted comedy and, and all of that. Uh, but Brian came into the Mark and Brian program as an improvisational comedian. He was with improvisational groups and all this stuff. And when that really showed itself brilliantly, I thought, was his ability, as I just talked about. He's got a couple of thoughts of script in front of him. But then he sees a thing and he goes at, with the thing I just said, I'll cut you. And then he went and vamped <laughs> for 60 seconds. Most are not going to do that. Yeah. But he did. Yeah. And and I learned that he does this, and I just take the ride. But to go to Stu's point, and the reason why that is, is because if you're enjoying it, I'll I'll just keep going right. over there. Yeah, okay. right. yeah you know. you're getting fed, yeah. and he's getting and fed, we're fed, and it's just like each a, other. Yep. It just keeps going well, and round and around. And speaking of that, when when uh, I would be handed the script the, that we were going to do for that day, uh, Brian would give it to me. I would take a highlighter, and I would just highlight my name. I never read the script ahead of time because i wanted the jokes fresh yeah i wanted to I, and then i'm in the middle i'm holding the sketch and all of a sudden brian's not saying what's on the page he's off on another thing and so i put the script down and go with that that's great stuff. oh god uh they're telling us we have to, yeah. to wrap up soon it's what been a half hour already yeah. Yeah, Are you easy. kidding me? And we haven't even we didn't a crappy job of scratch the surface playing it, the game. Do uh, you see anything on here, Stu, that you want to ask about? Well, Favorite Elvis Bob? Sorry, just saw that. Okay. Yeah. Pass. Huh? I mean, <laughs> pass. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, uh, George Quarterman. Oh, the great, dog. the most elegant, wonderful human being in the world. Um, think Sidney Poitier. Yeah. You know, just just an elegant man and and a kind heart. I don't know what it was about listening to Officer Quarterman tell us what he was going to have for breakfast, mm. but it was like <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> uh, and, having waffles and, 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 and sausage. But for me, uh, we had, for some reason, Officer Quarterman's wife on the phone one morning, and it was their anniversary. And we alluded to the question, <laughs> did you and your husband get together last night and you know enjoy? And her quote was, I still remember it. That man doesn't have a romantic bone in his body. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, who hired you at KLOS? Last question. Bill Summers, the great Bill Summers, looked at a morning show in Birmingham, Alabama, to come and fill the shoes of mornings at 95.5 KLOS. I don't know what it is exactly that he saw, but he saw it. And he hired us. Usually, I think it, it's because also we were cheap. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't cost we did. nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what, that's he, what he saw. saw. <laughs> and and he he pulled the trigger and believed. And he and listen. And I mean, we went back and forth. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, but Bill always said, if there's something you want to do, you let me know, mm -hmm. and I'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Summers, he's in our Hall of Fame. Absolutely. One more, Bob Coburn. Oh. I was at. Uh, I saw you both yeah. uh, at, at his funeral. Um, I, um, it, it, that one hurt me. That one hurt pretty, pretty, pretty darn bad. I, I always remember the story of um, uh, he. I was in his studio one day. Uh, he was doing his show, and he goes, 
hey, have you heard these guys? I, I'm loving them. And it was in excess. Mm-hmm. They first hit. And they had just that two or three hits. And I loved them. And they were going to be in town. So Bob, who I, I, I didn't know. We weren't really close because we opposite ends of the clock. But um, we liked each other. And he goes, I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, come with me to the concert this weekend? And I, oh, I'd love to. Okay, meet me at the station. So uh, we, uh, we meet at the station. He's in his gorgeous white Mercedes. You know, I mean, this guy was so successful, knew how to do it. We get to the forum where the concert is, and uh, I'm, I get out of the car, and I'm starting to walk. He's, where are you going? Now, remember, I, I, I'm not that close to him at this point. He's just a great guy I, I, I respect. And he goes, where are you going? He goes, I, I was, aren't we going in? He goes, well, no, not yet. We have to prepare. Mm. <laughs> All right. Mm. like, okay. Then he goes, get in the back. <laughs> Again, I don't know the fella. Uh-oh. And I thought maybe the wires were crossed in his oh boy. what the heck. So we get in the and he opens up this amazing bottle of uh, of Cabernet and uh, pours a glass and we're sitting ba- basically we're tailgating class like. I mean real mm-hmm. class. And he lights a something something. And and uh, uh, it was my first experience to go to a concert in Los Angeles, and he, wow. he spoiled it for for everybody else. It was amazing. Uh, and for me, uh, I mentioned that you know here it is iconic ninety five five KLOS classic rock is held in this high regard. Some of the great jocks who study classic rock, Mark and Brian hired to do morning show. We have nothing to do with classic rock. We never <laughs> even played it, and so Bob would come over and take out over for us. Now, this is Bob Coburn. We, Mark and Brian, we don't finish at the time we're supposed to, which is 10. We would do a talkover with Bob for 45 <laughs> minutes. And he didn't mind. He wanted it. He yeah, went he with it. it. Now, I know that inside he's exploding because he's got that great moody blues he wants to share. But he did it, and, and he loved it, and he embraced it, and he enjoyed it. He was always so kind to us. So, Well, c- to be honest, everybody was at KLOS. Here we oh. are. The- well, let me let – me, uh, well, in this – my last thing I want to say is uh, uh, the uh, voice, the beautiful uh, Rita Wilde voice you're hearing. We replaced her. Thank you. That attitude is what she had. She, she thanked us so, Thank much. so much. But our first, and, and I had met her a couple of times. Our first day on the air, the first show went great. We were we were both really excited about it. A lot of support. And I walk out to the uh, the jock area, and I saw. Well, first of all, I saw I had a locker. Didn't even know right. my name was on it. But taped to the locker was a was a carded envelope, and I opened it up. And she said the most sweet, the sweetest thing. Well, now I realize you're just so glad you didn't have to get up anymore. But <laughs> you were just so supportive, and to this person you didn't know, and wished us luck, and that you already were a fan. And it, it just shows the size of this woman's heart. Uh, and speaking of the first show, as Brian said, we'd finished it. We felt pretty good about it. Went as close to planned as could. And we walked out of the studio. This is the original building, that hellacious long hallway. (laughs) And standing midway up, about a half a football field from us, is salesperson Arlo. Arlo. He's got his arms in the air, and he's saying to us, (laughs) Come to me, my little money makers. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Guys, uh, I can't thank you enough for everything. We barely scratched the surface. Everything that that (laughs) you've done for me. you know, your, your memories of Christmas, you know, I, I would think back, yeah, I did that. Man, that was so much fun. I, you know, you don't think about those things, you know, and you brought so many wonderful memories back. Um, 
you've just been amazing to work with. Congratulations on the 25 years, and best of luck in the Radio Hall of Fame. We're going to get you in. Thank oh, you, Rita. Thank you, Rita. Appreciate thank it. you, Stu. As well. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was so nervous the day that I started there, and they brought me in, and I'm going to meet Mark and Brian. I mean, well, you're going to be working with them, dummy. I guess so. Well, I guess i got to meet them. And, you know, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Great. Heard a lot of good things about you. And I was like, I'm waking with you. Like, I was just so completely inelegant. And you guys, you know, just rolled out the red carpet for me. And I, I still, uh, you know, kind of pinch myself. Go, I, yeah, I, I worked with Mark and Brian. I worked with them every single day for years and years and years. Well, wow. look, as a guy that does voices, I was always so jealous of you. You're so freaking talented i when we started setting up this visit this reunion show and i'm talking to Rita on the phone i said genius is going to be there right and he, she knew exactly who i was talking about yeah i call you genius but i mean you are so talented too i better get a name badge <laughs> let's go work on that all right, it right. That's thank the, you that's the end of the, the uh, uh, so i gotta say reverse podcast whatever said. i gotta say uh thank you mark thompson thank you brian phelps two local djs look at the phones going crazy look at that they don't even oh, know take one okay no no, what, what, it's just. <laughs> oh, you got to go do a couple hours. One. Thank you, Gwen. Uh, I don't know what the next one is. Ooh, uh, podcast oh, going to be. It's six minutes till go time. Yes, will I have go. time oh, to pee crap. and stuff? Yes. Okay. Let's do. Right. Okay. Bye, Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.